0: This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. Indeed, it does all those things. Make sure you check it out, channelattitude.com, where, of course, you can subscribe to Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, which is what you're watching now, so you probably already know that. Less than a dollar a week, it's the interactive video show where you can be a part of the show. I send you the link. You can join us on the show, chill with us, participate, whatever, in any form you wish to. All of that is awesome. You see the social media links, Smokeout.com, all the links you need. Go check them out. It is awesome. This is officially episode 62 slash 19, our 19th exclusive episode for ChewingAttitude.com. I am Stoner Jesus. She is Shelly Martinez. Find out more about us if you don't know about us. Smokeout.com. Shelly, how are things going in your world this week?
1: Terrible. Oh. I feel like... I'm gonna pass out at any minute, but I'm here. I don't feel good. Um, For those of you watching, we were supposed to record yesterday, but because I had doctor's appointments and then everything got pushed back and blah, blah, blah. It's just been a rough week for me um, with my health. And I don't know, I'm trying my best. I'm in my room, propped up in my bed, because that's the best I can do, with wet hair, barely any makeup, because even that was just a challenge. And then on top of it, my stomach hurts, because when I got home, I had to hurry up and make some food. And so I ate it really fast, and now my body's punishing me.
0: That's a a rough combination of things.
1: It is. And the one thing that could help me the most right now is to smoke. And I, unfortunately, I can't smoke right now. So I don't know. I'm trying to stay positive, but it annoys me that I know that the thing that will help me out the most out of everything right now is to do that. And I'm not able to.
0: That's awful. Are you up for doing the show today? Cause I don't have a problem with doing it another day or, or whatever.
1: Well, I feel bad because let's just see what we can do because, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll take this time now to go ahead and say this is I'm going to have to take some time off of doing the show for a little bit mm-hmm. because of life. And this week is a huge, um, I guess indicator that that is the right thing to do because of my health. I have a lot of, um, doctor's appointments in the next few months that I have to go to, So that's going to take up a lot of time. Um, and then on top of it, I was kind of told a little bit ago that when I got into this stage of where my health might be. I really thought I could be able to hang more, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. And I'm even like on my secret society, I've put myself on hiatus for um, doing live streams because it's just taken too much out of me. And here's what kind of, here goes to my bitchiness right now. Something that kind of bothers me about my secret society is when I've had health problems in the past, that put me out like for a month or two, kind of like what's been going on now, but not as much as how it's been going on. Or when I'm mourning a death, like the Mertzes, Ashley Massaro's passing, Melissa Coates passing. Um, I try to go on there and explain to them, like, look, my content's going to be kind of lagging a little bit because this is what's going on, and I this is something that I know I need to work on. I I over explained what was going on because I felt bad and I didn't want to lose subscribers and every single time, like I was looking at the numbers today during those times, I make significantly less than when I'm on top of it. And I always thought if I just explained what's going on, people would be like more patient or whatever And that's just not the case. And I know that there's content creators out there that do that and they don't really lose their subscribers. But for some reason I just do. And I've been looking for the last couple months of how like my health has just been so out of whack. The same thing. I'm like at the point now where I'm making half of what I was making before, which may not sound like a lot to some, but it is a lot and it's affecting me. So that adds to stress. That's stressing me out that like (sighs) financially things have gotten a little difficult. I'm grateful that I'm in a situation to where if I don't have what I agreed to as part of my rent, like metal Jesus doesn't care. He even told me the other day, he was like, I don't know why you stress yourself out. It's okay. Like you're having these health issues. Like it's not a big deal. Like, and to me in my head, because of the way I was like brought up, um, I've talked about this on our show before. I was always looked at as, don't make any noise. Don't ask questions, do what you're told kind of environment. So fast forward to now my adult life. I really stress out over things to where I make myself sick. Hence my health throughout the years has like, it's gone to that because I feel like, well, if I committed to something or I said I was going to do something and I can't do it, I feel like, I guess for lack of a better term, I'm going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. So with my relationship with metal Jesus, there's times where recently it's been kind of like, not on his end, I'm so grateful, but on my end, stressful because I'm like, crap, I gave hundreds of dollars less than I normally do to put in, you know, I live in a house now, so it's more expensive in a good neighborhood. And so it took for me to have to feel so defeated that I like cried to him. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, what are you talking about? He was like, you just need to get healthy. Like, that's all I care about. I haven't even thought about that you haven't, whatever. And so that just went to show me how like mentally I'm still really traumatized from how I was like brought up that I place these like things on myself that are so unnecessary. And it's so effing hard to break that habit because my whole life I've done that and it's really made me look back on all the times in my life that I have stressed myself out and made myself sick when I have to take care of myself first. And so it's like this weird feeling that I have because it's like, I give so much to my content because that's what I want to do for a living. I do do that for a living. But then when these things happen that are out of my control, like my health or mourning some losses, it kind of triggers me to back to that mentality of when I grew up of like, Oh, like one of the things I was in a bitch about a couple weeks ago about people stressing me out was I have this subscriber on my uh, secret society been with me for a really long time. Always been really nice enough. So I'm not talking shit. This is just the deal. Um, they probably won't even see this cause they're not subscribed to our channel, but, um, They ordered an exclusive print that I made out just for my secret society. You had to be a part of it in order to order this photo. And he said he didn't get it. The tracking number said that it was delivered to the address that he gave me. And he told me that because they didn't put it in his mailbox or went to his door, someone must have stolen it. And to me, I thought that sound kind of weird because it's like a print. It's not like a box or yeah. like a package. Like, why would somebody want to take something that potentially could just be a bill or something? Like, you don't know. And then before that, the same person, they told me they had to step away from my Patreon because of financial problems. And they were like, but I'll still be on your OnlyFans. Well, the way it works is if you're on the $20 level on my Patreon um, you get free access to my OnlyFans because that's how much the OnlyFans is. So I figure, you know, people who want to be on there or that's where the live streams go, cool. And so he's like, but I'll still be on your OnlyFans. And I was like, well, you understand that if you're not active on here, you don't get that free OnlyFans. And his reply was, haha, unless I pay for it. And then he paid for the OnlyFans. And so I was confused. It's like, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Like you were getting the, for free there, but you said, like I'm like, okay, that's people's money. That's people's preference. Who am I to say whatever? But I thought it was weird. So then just for him to like order this print, which so happened to be $20, and then said he didn't get it, it seemed fishy. I'm not trying to say this guy's lying, but it seemed fishy. And so going back to that people pleaser in me that I hate that I'm this way, I got all stressed out about it and then he was like, I know you're not feeling good, but da 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 and then he explained like he hadn't gotten it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my gosh. So then I was like, look, if you don't get it by Monday, and this was like on a Tuesday, um, I'll just send you a refund. Cause I was like, What am I supposed to do? And then it sucked because I only printed out like ten of these prints. So now I have to give him his money back. Now I'm out of print, which Mm -hmm. costs me money to print. And on top of it, giving him his $20 back doesn't give me back the money I paid for shipping Mm -hmm. and the packaging. And so that was on a Tuesday on a Friday. He was like, I saw your post and I know you're not feeling good. So I wanted to remind you that you were going to give me my refund today. And I was like, today's not Monday. Like (laughs) it's not Monday. Like, like, and so I ended up giving his and then I did some research and it seems like cause I wanted to be fair. And so, and I put myself in his shoes. What if I didn't get a package that was supposed to come? Well, with my research, the right answer would have been if I didn't want to be so giving uh, like maybe if I was a bigger business and like it, I wasn't losing so much would have been well, you, the tracking number said it got there. So you need to make a report to the post office. So now I've learned that this ever to happen again, tell them it's not my responsibility anymore. Now that it's reached where it was supposed to go. I did my part. So filled with the post office. And so I sent him his money and maybe, I don't know, I would like to hear your opinion on this. I was offended that he never said anything. He didn't say thank you for the payment. I got the payment. You know, nothing. He just didn't say anything. And that pissed me off even more. And I'm just like. <sighs> so am I an asshole for being mad that he didn't say anything?
0: No, it's, it's it's weird. It's like, I mean, obviously, like, communicating with people over the internet is a weird thing. It's not like something we're used to, I guess, evolution-wise. But still, I mean, it doesn't take. It takes like 10 seconds to type out a message say. Hey, I got it. Thanks. You know, sorry about all the confusion, the mix up, you know, whatever. Any of that, just something. But it is kind of an asshole move not to say anything. It's like it's like you must feel like he's doing it on purpose. Like he's pissed off about the problems that you didn't fucking cause. So now he's going to like shun you. Now he's got his money. He's fucking done. Yeah, it comes across a little assholey.
1: Well, thank you for saying that, because, again, going back to how I'm effed up in the head over this number my mom did on me growing up. Um, I kept feeling like maybe it's my fault. Maybe I'm a bitch over here. And it's like, what kept making me mad was the fact that he was like, oh, I saw your post and you're not feeling good, but where's my money? Right. And it's like, this isn't the day I told you. And it's like, I don't even, uh, it's, and I kept telling him a couple of times, excuse me. Um, I was like, I just find it really odd that somebody would take, steal this uh, package or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not even a package, but, but I just said, steal it. So like, I don't know. So on top of like, and I know that's kind of a, what's the right word? in a way, not that big a deal or a petty problem. It's just something that's been adding to like what I'm going through. And maybe I'm stupid and a fool for thinking that when I explain to my subscribers what's going on, it's like they don't care. Like there's this other guy, he uh, and I have never talked about this but i'll talk about it here he's the only subscriber been with me for years that i will sell content that i don't post on the secret society that i deem showing too much like maybe my g-string's going up my badge a little bit more than it should but because he's bought so much content for me i'm just like whatever like it's fine but like What I've learned through that um, process of thinking is it's never enough. And so it's like, when I'm not, I'm sorry, you're not feeling good, but I need my fix. And this, this." I don't care. I don't want to, I don't care if my pictures give people boners. I don't care if people look at my content when they're hooking up with other people and that's their fetish. I don't care. I send it out. Do what you want with it. I don't want to hear about it. And my patience these days, because I'm trying so hard to work on my mind, body and soul, I'm just done. And it makes me not want to do it anymore. And that's why I've been so active in trying to make this damn Instagram work of where you can monetize it, like with the reels or get my YouTube monetized again, because To me, it's like if I can just make a few hundred dollars on each, that stresses me out less that people are watching my stuff for free. So it doesn't cost them anything to watch my reels or to watch my YouTube channel. I'm still getting monetarily things back. And I'm not dealing with these headaches. And that's just kind of where I'm at. And. Even on my Secret Society, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, Stoner Jesus. There's been times where I'll tweet out, hey, I'm online for like an hour. If you want to DM me, go ahead. Why well, mm-hmm. stop doing that? Because it's like, I'm, again, giving too much with having to deal with all these headaches. And I don't know how girls that do talk sexually or personally to people don't burn out on it because it's just been draining and tiring and I'm just, I'm over it. I'm so over it.
0: Yeah. It's um, yeah. All of it's a weird thing The The content creation and social media and all that stuff. And it puts you into contact with so many people that otherwise you wouldn't come into contact with. And they are, I mean, they're, they're customers, but, in the end, you either buy it or you don't. It's not like you went into a Walmart and got some shitty service or whatever. And you want to speak to the manager. You either fucking buy it or you don't buy it. And don't whine about, you know, whatever it is or, you know, it's... Um, in general, I don't like people. I don't like people in real life. And I don't like them on the internet. And I, don't, I was thinking about this today. I don't like getting on Twitter anymore. I'm just scrolling through all this garbage and all this shit. Everybody's problem and their stupid opinion. I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I... Why am I doing this? I should go touch grass, as they say, or some shit just to get out of this loop of being on the Internet with all these people. And if someone like me feels like that to get burned out, I can't imagine, like you said, like the women who spend their days like talking to these dudes who are all, by definition, needy, uh, entitled, spoiled guys. And they say asshole things like, you know, hey, I know you're not feeling well, but I'm going to add to that whining about my fucking money it's yeah it's too much
1: I just can't and I know that when I've gone through situations like this in the past not to sound cliche but whatever's supposed to work out for me is like right around the corner mm-hmm. so I know this is temporary just like my health issues are temporary It's all temporary. And so that's what I'm trying to keep in mind to keep pushing as much as I can without overdoing it and not allowing this energy to just totally take me out. Because I've done that in the past too, to where it's totally made me depressed and question myself and question what am I doing? And when I've been stuck in that mode in the past, it really like looking, I know I had to go through it, but when I reflect back on those moments, it's like, wow, I spent way too much time dwelling in this energy. And that's not good for me because time's going by. And it seems, as we talked about before, seems to be going faster, like by the day. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it's okay to sit there and like maybe reflect on some things that you need to like change, feel the depression and sadness because that's what's gonna help you make a change, make that uncomfortable. There's this video that I saw a long time ago. It was this rabbi talking and he was saying that um, using a example of a crab and how when a crab outgrows its shell and gets into a bigger shell it has to be uncomfortable. And it's like squeezing into like with the shell it has and all this uncomfortableness to where it knows it needs to finally like get a new shell. So it's like, so I get it. Like you gotta go through the down and the lows to make changes if there needs to be any changes. But there's been times in my life too many times that I sat in that uncomfortableness too long And then made poor decisions out of desperation and being in a dark place. And that's why sometimes I feel and I get mad that when I put myself out there, especially for my secret society where I'm very transparent, I feel some of those people take advantage of it. They think, okay, she's really desperate right now. She's in a bad spot. So now's my chance to try to see how much I can get out of her. Where in my head, I'm thinking, these are my people so they're going to be understanding more than somebody who's not a subscriber and is like whatever and knows the deal and that's why like i choose not to share a lot of my life anymore and keep a lot of things private because i don't need to explain it why there's no reason because my way of thinking of explaining things was so people knew where i was coming from and hopes that they can be a little understanding and sensitive to the situation. And it's just not happening. And maybe again, I'm a fool for being in an industry where I make money off my looks and being sexual and sexy. Maybe that's not the place for it, but then I like see other people and I know I shouldn't be comparing myself, but it's a little hard when I see other people do the same things but their fan base doesn't do the same. Or, and maybe they do. Maybe they do and they just don't talk about it from, you know, maybe I shouldn't even say that because people only put out there what they want you to see. So who knows? Maybe other girls out there do go through this and whatever. But it's just draining, dude. I just, I'm ready to like step back and take care the most important thing to me right now is just taking care of my health, mind, body, and soul.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I've been having issues with my mom for a while now. She hasn't even spoken to me and Danielle in months. And she knows that I'm going through these health issues. So that's really been hurtful Mm -hmm. to accept that she don't care. Mm -hmm. And whenever I deal with these subscribers Mm -hmm. that throw that energy at me. This is like the worst time to do it because it's like making me traumatized, re-traumatized and triggered from my mother. And that's like deep. And I know there's a lot of people out there that have issues with their parents or whatever, but it's almost like I used to always think my mom, oh, she's, that's just how she is. Oh, blah, 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 blah. But now I'm realizing it's deeper that she's narcissistic. And these are narcissistic behaviors that have effed me up to where in my wrestling career, in my any career I've had it, where there was a real job, entertainment job, all the problems I had, I now realize all stem from the trauma that I had since I was a little ass girl. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's why with these dudes, I'm just like, I can't,
0: um, to Shelly's point about taking time off for our subscribers, what that means for you is very exciting. It's all very exciting stuff. What we're going to do today, if Shelly's up to it, uh, this there's probably be a multiple parter and Shelly at any time, if you like, you're done with the show to say, you know, we need to shut this shit down and move on to another day or whatever. That's cool with me. Um, so this will be a multiple parter. And then next week we're gonna try to do the evil bong watch along. That's like an hour and a half movie plus our commentary, That'll be a longer episode as well, so we're going to break them into parts. So there will be new episodes coming out while Shelly is on hiatus, and as a bonus, I've mentioned this many times before. And you see the sixty-two slash nineteen. There's been sixty-two episodes overall of the Smokeout. Forty-three episodes we did in a previous run of the show we did on OnlyFans and Patreon. Many of those shows, with the exception of a few, I think we I know we did the the roast uh, for free. And maybe some other stuff. I don't don't remember if we did the Home Alone watch long and maybe something else. At least 40 episodes you've never seen before unless you were a subscriber to the old show. So the first run of the show. So in the months that Shelly is not here and we won't be doing new episodes, we're going to roll out a couple of weeks at least of the old episodes. Things you haven't seen going back to the first episodes. Before StreamYard, we were on Zoom. There was different graphics. It's been you know, an evolution of the show, obviously, over time. Starting in, uh, I guess it was late, uh, kind of late toward late 2020. And you'll be able to see all those episodes. They'll be up on channelattitude.com if you're a subscriber. Again, for less than a dollar a week. You'll see those episodes as they come out with their descriptions. A lot of stories, obviously, Shelly's never told here in this run of shows. Uh, a lot of special episodes, as I said. We did the episode where we um we played Uno. We did the episode where we ate Domino's pizza. Um, Just all kinds of shit. Tons of stuff. 43 brand-new-to-you episodes will be coming out along with the parts of the new episodes we're doing now before Shelly takes her hiatus. And uh, so in the end, what you're going to end up with is a lot more content time-wise, a lot more episodes than you would have otherwise. And uh, and the only thing that'd be missing is your, your ability to come on and be on the show with us, which, you know, I mean, if you want to not subscribe and come back later or blow us off completely, whatever, there's nothing to do about that. But um, we hope you stay, again, for less than a dollar a week, and check out all the episodes that you missed or didn't see, whatever it is. And uh, that'll be awesome. Uh, hopefully today, again, if Shelly feels like it, we're going to be doing F. Mary Kill Wrestling Edition, because I know people are very, very excited about that. I have, uh, I think, like 12 rounds for Shelly. Uh, I have five rounds for myself, obviously, you know, because of the patriarchy or whatnot. There's many more known male wrestlers than female wrestlers wrestlers i try to stick with known wrestlers for the most part with the exception of some that are special to shelly and her life and if you don't know who they are go look them up on google or whatever um and i'm sure Shelly will tell you a little bit about them as well but all that is coming up a little bit later probably in a part two if you will um i know she wanted to th- talk about something else as well Let me mark these things off so i don't repeat them uh jimmy rave uh was a wrestler who had passed away recently, and his daughter was talking about some stuff on Twitter that I know Shelly wanted to talk about. So uh, what's going on there, Shelly?
1: Okay, so before we get into that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you guys are going to love the old episodes because I think we have really good shows that we were doing. Absolutely. And I'm excited for more people to see them that maybe weren't around during that time. Because, damn it, it's quality entertainment, people. I swear to you. It's quality entertainment. We've had some really awesome shows. Um, You know, for me, from episode one that we started, I didn't... This is what I wasn't prepared for. I wasn't prepared for this show to become a form of healing and therapy for me, of things that have bothered me for years. So I'm excited that you guys get to see all that. And I'm excited to revisit all of it too, because there's been some interesting times. Let me just say that. But anyways, (laughs) um, so Jimmy Rave, I don't know, or I didn't know Jimmy Rave that well. I just knew him from when I was working in TNA. And it's not like I was buddy buddy with him or anything like that. He was just somebody I worked with, but, there is this moment that whenever his name got brought up or maybe I saw he was wrestling somewhere throughout the years and I saw his photo, whenever I get see, see him and get triggered, I'd always think about this moment that I trespassed on with him and somebody else. And I don't even know the details of this issue that he was having with this other person But for some reason, it just always stuck with me. And it's so weird. Like, I don't want to give out anyone's business, so I'm not going to go into detail, but it's just, it was like a weird thing that just always stuck out to me. And so when Jimmy Rave, um, shortly before he passed, he ended up getting really sick and he had to get all but one of his limbs amputated now I'm over here bitching, moaning, complaining about my health issues which are they're not super serious, they're not permanent but it's definitely something to take serious and that's why I'm doing what I need to to be healthy but then I think about Jimmy Rave. here's a guy wrestler or not that just has one arm now Like, and going back to my mom, when I saw this article of what that happened to him, I sent it to her and I was like, be lucky this didn't turn out to be me. Like it really affected me to, there was a photo of him at the hospital and he has like a thumb down and you see he has no legs and only one arm. And that really disturbed me because I was like, dude, out of all the things in life that piss us off or bother us, I can't imagine. Like, I cannot imagine. It's bad enough if you lose one limb, but three? Like, God, like, you can't do anything for yourself anymore. And then on top of that, Here's a person that was a professional wrestler. And so coming from that world, that has to be a double mind F of not just being a human being and having to live like that, but you came from this world where you use your body for work. So it was really, it was really, really sad. And it really, really affected me. You know, I've heard stories, I've read stories about his drug past and things of that nature. I can't really comment on it because it's all hearsay as far as I'm concerned. It's not like someone was like, Well, let me tell you, I was there when this, this, and this happened. It was all just stuff that even fans could see that was out there, you know? But I just couldn't get past that image. And it haunted me for a while, like... (sighs) And then he passed away. And... Being that I've talked about on our show many times, death in general already effs me up. But then the fact that I was already effed up over his situation without even really knowing the guy, aside from working at the same place as him, it really effed me up. And so I couldn't help but think of people who were close to him, people that were his family, you know, people who cared about him. And I was just like, dude, I can't imagine what they're going through right now with how his life has made this turn and now he's gone. So all of a sudden I started to see like posts that his daughter was making um, shortly after his passing. And it was talking about wanting some of his stuff that he acquired through wrestling. Specifically, this certain jacket that you get only, I believe you only get it if you work for a certain promotion. So it's like this really big deal. And I think it's a um, Japanese um, company, if I'm not mistaken. And she was looking for it. And I just really felt her pain especially because I could relate. My dad was a drug addict. He died in a car accident, but I know how it feels to be a very young adult, a girl, losing your father. It just, my heart went out to her. So I started to follow her and following her posts and everything and there was even other wrestlers out there. Um, I believe one of them even put out a tweet saying, yeah, right there, like, we'll give you money, like, whoever has this. And it was really sad because I was like, dude, who has this stuff? Like, let his kids have this stuff. Long story short, I mean, you guys can go online and look. It seems like it comes down to his his girlfriend that he had up until his passing, that she has it. Is kind of holding it ransom without saying that she has it. And so it kind of turned into this whole thing and of a, I don't know. It's just like the shady story. So what made me want to talk about this this week was earlier in the week, I saw that the daughter was retweeting her mom's TikToks. Now her mom used to be married to Jimmy Rave um, years ago and She's on there talking about her truth, about how, you know, the conversations she had with the girlfriend at his time of passing, when they acquired his phone and things weren't matching up, um, things alluding to that the girlfriend was enabling his drug habit and that he overdosed, it's just really effing sad and I wanted to talk about it because I'm really shocked that nobody else is talking about it in the wrestling world. I don't know if people aren't aware because maybe they don't follow the daughter or they don't want to get involved and hey, I'm not over here saying I'm trying to poke my nose into business that doesn't belong to me but they're putting it out there in the public so I'm just like it's effed up. It's effed up and like who knows there's two sides to every story so who knows what was going on between jimmy rave and the girlfriend at the time maybe he was telling her look i need these pills or whatever like get them for me and then maybe she was like wow he lost his limbs so i gotta like i want to make him feel better i don't know and it seems like not even the daughter or the mother know because the girlfriend's being very contradicting in the things that she's been saying like, kind of saying one thing and then another, and it's just like this big old mess. And uh, I just really think it's f'd up.
0: Yeah, sounds like he had a rough end of his life, and then after that, apparently the shitstorm continues. It's um, it's a sad thing, it's awful.
1: And I just can't believe that people aren't like, is okay, here's what gets me. All these wrestling gossip sites, people online, like you were mentioning earlier, all that have a, a opinion or pushing down things down. Why does this not categorize as something to talk about, not out of gossip sake, but out of here's a girl who lost her dad and she's just looking for some answers so she can have closure and her family can have closure. But people can't be bothered with it. But then they talk about all this lame ass. Like, here's the thing, straight up. The CM Punk, AEW thing. That's all petty ass bullshit. Especially compared to this. But there's all these people that were talking about it. All these websites. All it was this big old thing. But when it comes down to real stuff that should be discussed, real stuff that can actually help people, AKA the daughter and her family to get maybe some answers, just answers. It's not like they're over here saying, we're going to go and sue the girlfriend and take her to court. They just want the F in truth. Like they lost their dad. And before they lost their dad, they had to deal with that. Their dad lost three of his freaking limbs And whatever else was leading up to that. So, like, it makes me want to vomit that there's so much content out there about this stupid. It doesn't even mean anything or affect anyone's lives truly, aside from maybe the people that were involved that maybe aren't making their money now. Which money comes and goes. Oh, well. If all the people that got involved in the CM Punk thing, if they all lost their jobs and got fired, they would just go wrestle somewhere else and make their effing money. But here's a real life effing situation where nobody is talking about this. And I'm just disgusted. I'm so disgusted by it because they went to the internet not to get attention, not to be part of some gossip mill because they are so desperate for information so that they can have effing closure.
0: Yeah. I think as far as like the wrestling press goes, sadly enough, it just comes down to a name recognition or equals clicks type of thing. You write a story about CM Punk. A lot of people are going to click it. You write a story about Jimmy Rave. A lot of people know who he is. So it, goes by the wayside and they don't want to put the effort into writing a story about it or bringing attention to it, even if it's a worthwhile thing. They're not really all that worried about that.
1: And that's why I want to throw up over it, because it's like that's just where we are in life. Because if this was a well-known actor versus a not-so-well-known actor, a famous musician, Mm -hmm. up against the story of a not-so-famous musician. So it's not just wrestling. It's just in life in general. And it's just like... It's just really annoying and pissing me off that people want to go online and bitch, moan, and complain about lame-ass stuff that doesn't truly affect anyone and get all worked up And throw that negativity to where it's not making it fun, like you said, for yourself. I can also jump on that. It doesn't make it fun for me anymore. And when it comes to real life stuff that truly matters, it just, I can't. It makes me so discouraged. And I hate that what I'm kind of becoming, like... I just don't want to even deal with people anymore. You know, it's like, and I don't like that. Like I shouldn't have to feel this way. I don't want to feel this way, but it's like, it's just, our world's just full of nonsense. That doesn't even mean anything. And I know you've said time and time again, like people used to worry about real life stuff. And now it's just this petty ass BS that, I feel just keeps getting worse and worse as time goes by, as more generations are born and it's effed up.
0: Yeah. I think the combination of people having too much time on their hands, having too much of the basics of life taken care of. When you think about, you know, some person in a village in Africa or something, they're worried about getting clean drinking water or, you know, if they're going to live through that day or, you know, some is going to roll through and destroy their village or whatever. We're not worried about, you know, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and whether she took a shit in his bed and, you know, whatever. Um, It's a combination of that. And I think a lot of people, especially online, have general anxiety about life because the world's not in a great place. I mean, between the economic stuff and nuclear war and, you know, we could all be dead in two hours. I mean, it's it's pretty I think they 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 use that to, like, put their toxicity on the Internet Plus, they want to worry about things that aren't really that important. So they have to worry about the things that actually are important. You really don't want to think about nuclear Armageddon and being dead. So, you know, you're gonna whine about something else nobody cares about or something happened 10 years ago or something like that. And it's just it just gets worse and worse. As the world goes downhill, it's gonna be even worse online.
1: And another thing that gets me is the flip floppers. Now, there's definitely maybe things or people or situations that at one point in my life, I had a completely different view of than I do now. But I wasn't when I had these views before that maybe leaned more towards a positive. Like, let's say there's somebody who I really supported and was open about, I like this person, for whoever, like whatever they are, whatever they do, whatever. I'm a fan of this person, a friend of this person. And then maybe time goes by and I see who they really are, and I'm not a fan of them anymore, and I don't like them anymore. Yeah, maybe back when I liked them, I would talk about how I liked them. And then when I didn't like them, I said, like, well, I don't, my going back to punk, mm-hmm. thought of them differently, was on board, but then my situation changed. But whether it was when I was positive or now where I don't care for him, I wasn't going online and being like, F you don't talk about him that way. He's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. And then now that I don't like him, F you for liking him. Don't you know he did this, 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 and this. And so what is so annoying now along with all this is I keep seeing people like there's this girl that I, I kind of know, like I've worked with her many times. Um, She's a model. She used to be pretty famous at one point. And I remember she was like, so about Barack Obama when he was like, when a lot of people were. And if that's what people, if A, if you're a supporter of him, cool, I'm not trying to dog on that. I'm just using this as as an example. But she was so up in it. She was working, uh, volunteering rather, for like the people like putting things on for him and all this and that just so and then like talking trash like online people who didn't agree with that opinion or whatever and now it's like the complete opposite but instead of being like well wow my views have changed blah 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 it's like now the other extreme like always like all oh, this and that and she used to medicate and now she's like oh i wasted so many years just being high and blah 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 and it's like you know what like Maybe you used it differently. Maybe you were trying to escape and using cannabis as an escape, but that's never been me. So like, why you got to be all judgy like before it's like from one extreme to another. And it really rubs me wrong. Cause it's like, I thought you were all about it. So you're telling me you're probably about it for the wrong reasons. And now you're just online talking shit to people like smoking or medicating is, like, a weak thing now. And it's, like, ugh. Or, like, somebody I know recently. I don't know what's going on with Kanye. I don't keep up with him. I never cared for him. I think he's weird. And I always have. But I there's a person I follow, and they were all up his ass for so long. And I don't know what trouble Kanye's been in lately. But now, all of a sudden, all his tweets are, like, F Kanye blah, 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 blah. and it's like, well, what like, like come on! And so it's like, these flip floppers are so fair weather. And again, it's one thing if you're you maybe learned some things in life, evolved, or you see someone for their true colors. But why does it have to be that way? Like so, like negative. Why don't you work on yourself? Don't worry about these issues because now you're just as bad as the people who you were trying to fight back then. Oh, it's too much, man. It's too much.
0: Yeah. The world, again, the world in general is just in, and I, I know every generation feels this at some point, but it just, it's not in a particularly good point right now. And, you know, I don't see how it's going to get any better. I don't be Mr. Doom and Gloom or whatnot. I will say that smoke out with Shelly and SJ it's probably the bright spot in an otherwise gloomy outlook for the world, and uh, if you're watching this during a nuclear Armageddon, well, thank you for spending your last minutes and hours with <laughs> us. As uh, nuclear hell is rained down upon us from all sides, and everybody on the planet dies, and that sucks. Yeah, if what want to understand about Kanye, I haven't been too deep into it either, but uh, apparently he crossed the um the line when it comes to Jewish people, uh, alluding to. You know, the Jews run Hollywood, the Jews run the banks, the Jews run entertainment. They don't like me, et cetera, et cetera. And it's caused a lot of people, even more so than is more uh, in the past, off the wall comments. This is pissed off a particular, a larger group of people, I I think. But, you know, but he goes, he's doing all kinds of interviews, apparently. And uh, anybody will talk to him. So, I don't know. You had Kanye on your show. So he'll say he'll definitely say some crazy shit that's a guarantee
1: i think kanye is just as bad as all of them so it's like that's the other thing too you have people like him maybe running their mouth like that but at the same time it's like he's part of them he's part of the deal he's a celebrity he's a big time celebrity he did whatever he had to do to get there which is always a big cost when you're somebody that famous. So he's just as bad as them, in my opinion. And the thing is, is like, okay, maybe, okay, that is true to an extent. There are a lot of Jewish descent people that run this town and entertainment, but that's just because they were born into a Jewish household. It doesn't mean that they're practicing Jews and this and that and the other. I used to think that, and that's not the case. And that's kind of like saying, well, you have these minorities, whether they're, you know, oh. can, you hear, can you hear me? I got a phone call. Is yep. else that's just like saying like in the world of hip hop where, there's primarily you know african-american people or you know there's i don't know where i come from there's a lot of latins too but like you know (laughs) i'm saying it's like that's like saying well i'm gonna blame these races for that because that's mostly what's there and it's like dude no like when you're a piece of shit you're a piece of shit it doesn't matter what ethnic background you're in like That's just what's up. So point in case, I think he's weird. He think he's weird. And it's kind of like um, a deflection. It's like, dude, you're part of the problem. I'm so effing sure, but okay, go ahead and blame the Jews. Now everyone's mad at you. Oh my God. I just can't with these people. This is why I don't care about Hollywood. I don't care about entertainment. And it's so funny because to this day I have people trying to hit me up and just be like, oh, there's this opportunity and blah, 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 blah. And the way they talk to me, they think that I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, like let's get back on that. And, oh, I can reinvent myself and come back and really have a good career. No, I'd rather be over here fighting with my subs. And yeah trying to hustle online <laughs> than to deal with any of that.
0: By the way, for legal reasons, I must point out that he's no longer known as Kanye. He's legally changed his name to yay. Just the Y E. And he gets very upset. If you refer to him as Kanye. <laughs> Cause I guess everybody got the memo that he is now just yay. So there no,
1: he's Kanye. Just like <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Remember he had like 10 million names and now he's back to Snoop Dogg, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, that transitions us into what I know many of you be waiting for. This probably where I'll I'll split the episode into part one, part two. Let me write down the time because I'll never remember it. There's no way. F Mary Kill Wrestling Edition. I could not remember if we had done it in the old, the first run of the show, the first four or three episodes. I'm pretty sure we never did. I think it was an idea I had. I'm not sure it was an idea I ever presented to you. I'm pretty sure we never did it. F. Mary Kill, Wrestling Edition. It's very straightforward. You all know what F. Mary Kill has been around for for a very long time. Somebody you want to fuck or fornicate, however you want to put it. Somebody you want to marry, somebody you want to kill. Now, um, on my show, when I've done this in the past, I've also added some kind of like clicking coming from your end. I'm not sure what it is.
1: I hear that. It's
0: Yay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man. This bullshit. Um, on, let,
1: me, let me come right back. Hold
0: on. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, F Marry Kill. You know it. Pick somebody you want to fuck, somebody you want to marry, somebody you want to kill, and we're going to do wrestling edition. Like I said, I think I've got 12. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 1, 2, 3, 4, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have ten rounds for Shelly. Let's bring her back. And uh all the awful clicking is gone, so that's good. That's very helpful. We have 10 rounds for Shelly. We have five rounds for me. So we'll do two Shelly, one me, and then you know, so on. Three wrestlers in each group. And I was trying to think of a way to like be able to present the names on the screen. I couldn't figure out how to do it with like the screen capture thing. So I'm just going to go the old fashioned route and just copy and paste the names into a banner that I have and bring the graphic up that way. So we don't have to remember who it is. It'll be right there in front of us. People can play along at home. By the way, uh, as these parts, uh, as this comes out, this episode, after this episode comes out on channelattitude.com, I will post all of the choices on our Twitter at shellysjsmoke. And you can participate as well with the F Mary Kill, and uh, it'll be very interactive, very interactive thing. We're going to be it's going to be on hiatus, but we're going to be very active over the next few months. Social media posting episodes, all that shit, because um, I'm still here. I'm not going on hiatus. I'm here all the time, all day, doing this shit on social media and Twitter and Instagram and all that garbage. So there we go. Now, I wish I had an intro or some music or whatever, but there's none. F. Mary Kill Wrestling Edition. We're going to start Shelly off with some legends. Some wrestling legends to F. Mary Kill. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and Mick Foley. And I want to say also, we we're talking about these guys in their prime. And women. All of these people were in their prime. Nobody wants to bang seventy-four-year-old Ric Flair, in any case, for any reason. So, his mo- their most bangable, mariable, killable time in their life. That's the uh, the parameters we're working with. So, that's Shelley's first round.
1: Okay, so I want to throw this disclaimer. Out. I know I might sound like totally lame. But when I answer all these answers on this game, I'm doing it for content. So there's the first. Secondly, I don't want to kill anybody. I hate that it's called kill. So I'm going to kind of, for me not to have a bad conscience, switch it up to where Kill is and I wish I never knew they existed. Not kill like this, like never knew they existed. Not in my memory. I have no recollection of who this individual is. So that's what my kill is going to be. And my F and Mary, I'm going to go based off of when I knew that per. Like you're saying in your in their heyday, right? So mm-hmm. who I was at that time. Because, to be honest with you, I know this probably sounds so dumb, but I am so obsessed with Metal Jesus. Because, as I've talked about before, he's better than Rob Zombie. So, like, thinking of anyone else's penis or anyone else touching me, even people who maybe at one time I did enjoy it, it makes me want to throw up. Like, it makes me want to throw up. I'm one of those people. I've talked about on our show many times. I'm a stage five clinger as soon as I first saw Metal Jesus, I clung and I still <laughs> one clinging. And I'm very sexually into him. So I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: It's all hypothetical.
1: Yeah. But see, my conscience feels bad. That's why I have to throw it out there. So for this one, Back in the day, there was something about McFoley, So I would have married him. Just to take a ride on Space Mountain. <laughs> and we all know, I've talked about how I very much dislike Ric Flair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But there was a time I didn't dislike him. So I would go with F him, and someone who I wish I never knew about is Hulk Hogan. I've never been a fan of his. Um, Being in the professional wrestling business, I was kind of groomed to think he's this best, most awesome thing. No, I've never liked him never got a good vibe on him, whether it was back in the day before I ever met him or when I did meet him. So I just would like to get him out of my brain forever.
0: There you go. You just erase one of my childhood heroes. Full disclaimer. Nine-year-old me fucking loved Hulk Hogan. Now, eh, you know, it is what it is a long time ago. But back then, he was like right up there with like He-Man and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all that. I always
1: disliked him. Like, I just never liked that guy.
0: So that's round one. Round two, we're going Attitude Era for the F. Mary Kill. We have The Rock, Stone Cold, and Triple H. Now, during the
1: Attitude Era, I was a huge fan of The Rock. I was a huge fan of Stone Cold. And Triple H was all right. Like, he didn't bother me, but he was, I was very much into The Rock and Stone Cold. Mm. I used to tell my grandma back in the day that I was going to marry The Rock. So I guess I'll go with him. (laughs) F Stone Cold, because I love him. But I had to pass on the kill because even though Triple H wasn't, somebody I was a huge fan of he's not somebody that I would want to forget I I don't know he's just kind of there so <laughs> like I remember there's this one time where I can't even remember what match it was or whatever but somehow he got dumped into a trash can and when he did like let's say this is a trash can here's his legs he was going like this with his legs and I thought that was really funny like he was really selling <laughs> it comically So other than that, like, and I liked his theme song a lot. I liked his theme song, and I liked when he spit his water. But other than that, he was just kind of like, meh. But I definitely would have, back in the Attitude Era, Married the Rock and F Stone Cold.
0: There you go. So next up will be me. Again, I have five rounds. Again, um, these wrestlers in their prime and uh, I'm realizing now that I didn't like spell check these names. So if I screwed up the names, write me an angry email. I don't have to tell you. I could, I could have googled the names. I meant to, but I didn't. Some of this is from 20, 25 years ago. So, you know, sue me. But don't though, because I don't have money for a lawyer. Please don't do that. <laughs> You'll bankrupt me. <laughs> so basically, uh, Attitude Era. See, I feel like I, I barely butchered Stacy Keebler's name. I don't know. I may go look that up someday. Not right now. It's just more right. I think so. I'm going to say it's right. I don't care. Again, if you write me an angry email, I'm just it's I fine. I
1: think it's right. I think I it's. Failed right. in
0: my <laughs> my part of my duties today. We're going with uh, for those of you listening. Uh, I will be reading the names as well. Sable, Tori Wilson, and Stacy Keebler. Um, Sable. I don't know she always came across to me and everything she did and like interviews and stuff is kind of off-putting so she's gonna have to die and yes i will be killing everyone that i kill they are dead i'm sorry if you're a fan of sable i think she's married to brock lesnar i don't have to tell you she's dead i'm sorry so tori wilson and stacy Keibler. um i know stacy Keibler went out with um george clooney after her wrestling days I don't know why I came with my finger on it, but I think Tori Wilson would be more of the marriage type. Stacy Heeler seems more of the fuck type. So there you go. So uh, my round one. I always thought
1: to... it was really weird that Sable had that whole lawsuit, but then ended up becoming like a part of WWE still after that.
0: Yeah. So knows when you get to a, a certain level or whatever you get certain perks i don't know but she
1: like tried to screw them over big time i mean i'm not saying she was right or wrong but it was like a big deal and like <laughs> i'm really shocked that like i don't know just goes to show you if you can make the money they'll still use you
0: absolutely i'm sure being married to brock lesnar doesn't hurt as far as her standing with the company Next up, round three for Shelly. A few names near and dear to Shelly's heart <laughs> Randy Orton and CM Punk for Shelly.
1: Okay. Going back to back in the day. Yes. I would have married and or f Punk. He gets both. There you go. Batista? I don't want... He's like Triple H. He's not... Even with my personal issues aside, he's not somebody that I was ever a fan of. He Mm -hmm. was just kind of there. So I guess he gets the exempt pass. But Randy Orton, he's somebody that I wish I never knew about. Like... I don't like that guy. I delete him from my brain if I could, but CM Punk gets both Mary and F. Especially like I was real obsessed with him for a while. Like I really wanted a piece of Punk like bad, nice. and I didn't just want to F him. I wanted to to be his girlfriend. Like I, so he gets both.
0: There you go, a double whammy, as it were. Whammy. Next up. Round four for Shelly. More people that Shelly is quite familiar with. And I think I did pretty good on the names here. We'll see. It's harder to fuck up than the other ones. Well, with The Miz, Santino, and Kevin Thorne. F. Mary Kill. Or F. Mary Erased from Shelly's Memory. That's
1: with- The Miz. I wish what? I never knew him. I don't like him. <laughs> he sucks. Uh, <laughs> he's gone. By the? Um, I wouldn't marry or F Kevin Thorne for the life of me. So Santino gets both. He's very marriable. marriable? <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> he's marriage material, and I feel like he's probably F material. But Kevin... I just couldn't see my, and I know people might think this is weird because of how we looked on camera, but I just couldn't think about ever having sex with him or being married to him. But I don't want to delete him from my memory. I don't want him to not exist. We've had some pretty cool, rememberable moments. He will always be the guy that took my absinthe, the drink um, virginity, and I love absinthe to this day. Um, even though we butted heads when we worked with each other. I will always have a little special place in my heart for that dork. But The Miz, no. (laughs) No, no. His presence, even before he was in WWE and he was just on The Real World, I never liked that guy. Um, There was a independent um, promotion here in, in California called UPW. And people like and they used to be kind of like the um, West Coast representation for WWF back in the day. People like Victoria and John Cena came out of there. Um, that's when I first met the Miz, and I didn't like him even then. I was just like, "Why is this real world guy here?" Like, <laughs> go back to MTV, bro. But Santino, much like uh, Punk, gets the double—the double whammy.
0: Nice. Yeah, learn a lot today with Shelley. You mentioned John Cena just made me realize I was remiss in, uh, putting John Cena in any of these. It's a shame.
1: You didn't see him.
0: That's right. (laughs) He was erased from my memory already. Next up is my round two again, going back in the day for the more familiar names. Um, all three of these women, Trish Stratus, Lita and Jacqueline were all fantastic. I think for all of them, um, I would say that out of the three, I think Jacqueline was the scariest. And so for that reason, I have to get rid of her. I That's not racist. I'm killing the only black woman. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't plan it that way. It is what it is. Again, with the angry emails, don't write me. I don't care. Um, I think I'll probably marry Trish Stratus and bang Lita. I'll look at either way. We never know which I'm sure they're, they would be uh, uh, glad to know about what well, my opinion is of them. But, you know, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Next up, for Shelley, as I uh, do my copy and paste thing here, that's the best way I've heard how to do it, we're going Heart Foundation edition of F. Mary Kill. Bret Hart, the British Bulldog, and Jim, the anvil, Neidhart. Uh,
1: I know people are going to come for me for this, but I don't. I am not familiar at all with Jim Neidhart at all. Like, not at
0: all. Not the guy. He's the, the pointy beard. He was um, Bret Hart's tag team partner in like the 80s and 90s. You'll see if I can find a picture of him.
1: Yeah, let me see a picture.
0: Yeah, uh, technology at my fingertips. It's very. Whoops, wrong one. Try this one. Here we go. A very distinctive look. Uh, this donut up there. Hold on. There we go.
1: <laughs> oh, that guy.
0: Yeah, that's him. <laughs>
1: Wrestling fans are probably like, what? This dumb bitch. Um, Well, I'm guessing he's going to get an exemption because what I just said. Oh, that guy. (laughs) Um, He's already been
0: been erased from your memory.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess. And I just say this to be a good sport and playing. I would F Bret Hart, I guess. I don't know. I guess. And British Bulldog, I wouldn't marry him. I wouldn't want to take him away from my memory because I don't really have much memory of him. (laughs) So, he's just kind of there. I kind of suck at this game.
0: Devastating commentary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I know... British Bulldog. A lot of people probably like, oh my gosh, you kidding me? But I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know. I know his son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more familiar with his son than him. <laughs> or is it, is it his son or is it his nephew? I don't know. It's his son, right?
0: I think it's his son, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. See?
0: <laughs> Next up for Shelley. Uh, I figure around this as I stop counting. We're going with Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, and RVD on F Mary, a race from Shelley's memory.
1: Um, this is hard. I couldn't see myself marrying or effing RVD, although I was friends with him at one point, but I never looked at him like that. I was never physically attracted to him or thought like I had a crush. See, I've had lots of crushes in wrestling. And I think people misinterpret crushes because there's one thing from being psycho over somebody, like I was with Punk, And then there's one thing you're having a crush when it's like you see some good qualities in somebody. You're maybe attracted to them. So you kind of get caught up. That's Santino. Like he was my roommate. We talked about it on um, the roast that we did. There was a time I did have a crush on him because he's a good guy. He's really handsome. Uh, We had really good conversations. Like, so I developed a crush at one point. But RVD even when I was like buddy buddy with him, I never had a crush on him. When I didn't know him, and I just knew him as RVD the wrestler. I didn't have a crush on him. Brock Lesnar I don't know. He's always <laughs> there and Goldberg was definitely always just there. So I don't know how to answer any of this because nope. I couldn't imagine having sex with any of them. I couldn't imagine being married to any of them. And I don't have bad feelings to where I would want them deleted from my memory. So I don't know what to say.
0: (laughs) More devastating commentary from (laughs) Shelly Martinez. She can take them or leave them. She just don't, she don't care.
1: Next.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They've made on Shelly. Holy crap. So uh, I think this brings to us to my next round. Yeah. If I'm counting correctly, which I may not at this point. um, We have Scarlett, Shotzi, and Natalia. Natalia, of course, the daughter of the person that Shelly couldn't remember, Jim Nightheart. <laughs> do you have a memory of his daughter? <laughs> you do well, have a memory of she of was them? the
1: daughter of one of the Nightharts. There's a bunch of them, aren't there? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, quite a bit. She's, uh, she's basically, I guess the more famous of the current Hart family wrestlers. Um, but she, I, especially on like total divas, she always came across to me. I know a lot of it was scripted and like planned out and shit, but she still came across to me as a bitch. So we have to kill Jim's daughter, Jim, the Apple nine daughter. So it's been a bad day for, uh, for their side of the family. <laughs> No idea who he was, and now his daughter's dead, so I'm sorry. Um, Shotzi, I saw I was when I go through like YouTube, like looking for some of your old matches, just in case we want need something to talk about on the show or something review or whatever. Um, I came across a match with you and Shotzi from like 2016, I think it was, and uh, that was a pretty wild match. She kept screaming about how great your tits were. And... All kinds of stuff. If you guys want to go find that on YouTube, it's definitely worth a, uh, a look. Um, She seems uh kind of wild. Uh, so I'm going to fuck Shotzi and Mary Scarlet. who, again, they could go either way. I mean, Scarlet's an incredible looking woman as well. So, you know, either way, as I said, that could go.
1: You know what's yeah. funny about that match with Shotzi? Mm-hmm. I met Shotzi doing Hood Slam. Um, but when I had my match with her, it was somewhere else. So I was newly with metal Jesus at that point. We had been together for maybe like six months or so. And as I've said on the show before, I didn't have sex for about three years before meeting him. So being that I now had a boyfriend that I was, he was exactly my dream man, the way he looked. And then on top of it, he was so nice to me and treated me so well. So all we did for like a few years is have sex all the time. Those were some good years. <laughs> and I was just so like feeling like the luckiest girl in the world. So much so that I forgot about that booking and the promoter, the show was a couple hours away, hit me up. He was like, just so you know, this is call time, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Oh, I have a show today. (laughs) I was over there being too busy having sex to remember I had a show. And luckily when he told, when he hit me up, it was just in time for me to hurry up and get ready and then like, make it just in time for call time. And so I'm real, I'm, I'm, what's the right word? I guess it just really worked out all the elements leading up to that match because I always wanted to work with Shotzi because I always thought she was really good Um, when I seen her at Hood Slam. I thought we'd have good chemistry. I thought aesthetically we'd look really cute in the ring together. She's one of those people kind of like Scarlett. I feel like we could have had a feud against each other and then join forces and been tag team. Mm-hmm. And then like one of us turn on the other and we could have done that so many times and still had the fans loving every second of it. Yeah. Cause I feel like fans want to see us be friends, but they also want to see us like not be friends. And I just remember being so medicated on my mind. They had a beer garden there. And so the vibe there was, everyone was drinking. I had my wine and it was just a good old time. And that's why that match was like so awesome because it was just meant to be like, it was meant to be, it was effortless. We just played off of each other. And it makes me kind of sad that that was like the, really the only time that Shotzi and I really got to share the ring like that. Yeah. Um, Cause at Hood Slam, we would be in the ring maybe at the same time, but we didn't work with each other or anything like that. So it's—I mean, good for her being in WWE and doing her thing. Excuse me, her thing. But I always thought it sucked that I just got that one match. But it was a really good match. It was entertaining. The people there loved it. I loved it, and it almost didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it almost didn't happen.
0: There you go—a little behind-the-scenes look at uh, Shelly's match with Shotzi. So then you can watch the match in a whole new light when you watch it on YouTube. Next up for Shelly, we've already done Triple H. We're going to do some Degeneration X, F. Mary Kill, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn.
1: This one's easy. <laughs> I wish I never knew who Shawn Michaels was. <laughs> I never liked him. Even when as a kid, I never liked him. He was got on my nerves. I didn't understand why he had to walk out with his butt sticking out all the time. <laughs> I don't like him. <coughs> Billy Gunn, I definitely would put on the F and I would marry Road Dog. There
0: you go. Um, Billy Gunn, by the way, seeing seen a resurgence in his career in uh, AEW. Very popular again is as Daddy Ass. So there you go. Check that out. And if you watch one of one of the earlier episodes we did back in the day, they'll be soon to be posted on channelat 2.com. Shelly tells a great story about Shawn Michaels trying to get into an airplane bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, not being allowed to being blocked, if you will, from getting into the bathroom.
1: Take that, Shawn Michaels. And here's the thing <laughs> I always like before I worked with like in the same company as Billy Gunn. I always thought he was a hoot. Like I loved the Ass Man song, I'm an Ass Man. Yep. Dun dun. <laughs> like <laughs> and it's funny because leading up to me going to WWE, getting hired, um I was really psycho stage five clinger to wrestling business. Like I was so obsessed that I wanted to make it happen. I was going to make it happen. So I would surround myself with just wrestling, anything wrestling related. So I remember I used to go to the tanning booth back in the day before I started self tanning all the time. And I would bring the like WWF CD with me. And it seemed like my thing was, I was always listening to the Kurt Angle and then the Ass Man song. And then that's when I knew by the time the Ass Man song was over, that's when my tan was over. And it's so funny because I remember one time I heard somebody in another room, they go, is that Kurt Angle's music I hear? (laughs) But like, (laughs) so Billy Gunn's song was a part of me knowing that my tan is almost over back in the day.
0: There you go. I like to pick (laughs) them. Next up for Shelly, we're going old school ECW for F. Mary Kill, Taz, Sabu, and Sandman. If you watched our show in the past, you know Shelly also has a very special relationship with Sandman. (laughs) You can tell by the look on Shelly's face, how excited and enthused she is. About these choices. And there's better I ones. To, to be copy.
1: friends with Sabu. So let's talk about when I was friends with Sabu. No offense, but even when I was friends with him, I wouldn't let him touch me with the, with the six foot pole. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I never knew. I don't think he's... Maybe he's changed. I'm not saying whatever. But from my experiences with him, I just don't think he's a good dude. But Taz... There's something about Taz. So he gets the double whammy of F and Mary. I -hmm. like Taz.
0: Congratulations, Taz. The coveted double whammy. The coveted Shelly double whammy. (laughs) So, brings us to me, do the old copy and paste thing. See, I keep doing it. Oh, that.
1: you're doing Taz, Boo and Sam, yeah.
0: <laughs> Like the fifth time I brought up the old one again, trying to do copy and paste. Damn. So, next up for me, F. Mary Kill. Maurice, Charlotte Flair, and Francine. Speaking of old school ECW. Also, Francine was on the roast. With Santino, and other various luminaries. Again, you can see that on channelattitude.com. I um, probably Mary Francine. She seems like we talked for like ten minutes before the roast because it was just us on the, the streamyard. She's a very uh, cool, mature person. Charlotte Flair, I'm sure by design, comes across as a raging bitch. But also a lot of the backstage stuff I've heard, she's kind of uh, domineering. So she's gonna have to die and uh maurice would love to have maurice i think after a while the accent would get on my nerves so i wouldn't marry her (laughs) to go before then so definitely banging maurice so congratulations maurice
1: i still can't believe she's with the miz
0: their uh their reality show is kind of interesting as well again i know like there's you know it's pretty heavily produced and all that shit, but it's it's comical nonetheless See, did it again Keep hitting the wrong button. That's like six times now.
1: What's um, Charlotte Flair's uh, reputation? I don't know about this. Behind she's, um,
0: From what I hear, she's um a lot like her character backstage. Uh, wants to be the top dog. You know, she's buries other people. Shit like that. Apparently she was great friends with Becky Lynch for a long time, but they got into it. And then they had like a, it was like live on the air. They were supposed to do this belt swapping thing. One had the Royal Championship, one had the SmackDown Championship. They both got drafted to the other brand, so they're gonna swap the belts. And I guess Charlotte, instead of like handing the belt to Becky, just like threw it on the ground. It made Becky like bend over and get it. Becky thought that made her character look weak. So when they got in the back, apparently they just got into a fist fight because Becky starts chewing out Charlotte, and a lot of the the people in the back were apparently on Becky's side because they don't like Charlotte either. And you know, wow. So yeah, she has quite the uh the reputation. I
1: thought That's she was pirate. like the golden child because she's a flare, but I guess not.
0: The old apple doesn't fall that far as they say next up for Shelly. Very, uh, and you know, if you watched the show the last couple weeks, you knew this name was coming. Renee Dupree, Dolph Ziggler, and Val Venus. Also, we had on the show and the first 43 episodes, you'll be able to see that coming up on out2.com
1: I love Val Venus. I would marry him. Dolph Ziggler, I did F, so I will say Dolph Ziggler. There you go. Um, and Renee, even though he said that he would kill me in a heartbeat on his podcast, um, he's just somebody that was never rememberable. I'm not going to say that I would delete him from my brain just because he talks shit about me. Cause it doesn't really affect me that much. Curious, but it doesn't affect me that much. So he goes in the, man, who's next on the list? Cause I got nothing for you, buddy.
0: Shelly taking the high road.
1: And it's not even the high road. It's just the truth. Like, like, the other people that I said I just would wish to delete from my memory, like, just seeing their name right there made me, like, ugh. ugh. But Renee is kind of just like, why are you mad, bro? Okay.
0: Shelly could have killed you. You got a reprieve. <laughs> Stay on your execution. Now, the last one for Shelly. I knew I said... This is all going to be a wrestling edition, but I couldn't resist Uh throwing in some non wrestling people in Shelly's last round. All people we've talked (laughs) about before, one we've had on the show before Wax, (laughs) Gary Busey, and Doug Benson. F. Mary Kill.
1: This is so funny on so many different <laughs> levels. Levels that if people saw episodes where I talked about any of these people, they would understand, but there's one person in particular that makes me laugh even harder because personal conversations I've had with Stoner Jesus about this individual. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just sushi talk. So let's make uh. <laughs> So you remember that? Um. Okay. So if you don't know, I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert. Me and Doug Benson have a legit feud in life. <laughs> but before this feud began, I liked him. I had a crush on him. So the girl that was all wanting to get on side boob Sunday and his little thing he used to do just to get his attention because I had a little crush on him, before I realized how much he sucked, (laughs) I would say, I'd marry him based on how I used to feel about him. Believe me, used to. <laughs> <Doug>. <laughs> uh. Um, I went on a few dates with Wax. We didn't close the deal, <laughs> but I wanted to, so I'll say F him. And I would never want to delete Gary Busey from my brain. And I know this is probably <laughs> questions who I am. but I would be curious to F him.
0: Wow. Probably so
1: wow. a me in a different way this time. Two F's, one Mary. No deletions.
0: I'm sure it'd be crazy, crazy night with Gary Busey.
1: I think so. I think like that time I had my experience with him. I think if we would have hooked up, he would have give it to me real hard and gave it to me. So more than like
0: what his face was doing while he was giving it to you
1: oh you, you you know what his face would be doing making yes, all sure. the face buseyism faces yeah. that's what would be happening
0: <laughs> or if he does maybe he does characters from past movies or something
1: maybe yeah. i just think that it would be i'd be curious back in the day like yeah what could have been what could have
0: great. been again um, past episodes of the show all great stories uh, we did an interview with Wax, who Shelly did not know was going to be on the show. It's because we both happened to have crossed paths with Wax back in the day <laughs> in different ways.
1: <laughs> I just remember when he popped up, I was like, oh my God. I got so <laughs> nervous. I remember I was sitting over there. It was when I used to broadcast from my room in that corner over there. And it tripped me out. I was just like, oh, and, <laughs> and I didn't want to say too much.
0: <laughs>
1: I didn't want to say what I was really feeling. Uh-huh. But then I got past it and we had a good conversation. We had a good interview with him. Um, but yeah, dude, that was real yeah. interesting.
0: You see that. A lot of great Busey stories, a lot of great Doug Benson stories. All come to Chinatitude.com. Now, for my last round, this is very easy. Beth Phoenix, Serena Deeb, Mickey James. Again, it's the same with Charlotte Flair, at least, you know, the way she comes across, obviously, on TV. Serena Deeb seems very um, scary. Much in the same vein as Jacqueline. So, see, I'm not racist. Serena Deeb's white, and she's going to die. So, there you go. Stop writing your angry email. Just delete it put in the trash. Definitely Mary Beth Phoenix, she definitely comes across as great marriage material and banging Mickey James for obvious reasons. I mean, look at her. She's Mickey James. So, congratulations to all the men and women who participated today. You did great. Some of you were treated harsher than others in various ways, but that's what F Mary Kill is. That's there it. You have it. So coming uh, in the future, we have the the two parts of this show. Probably Evil Bong will be three parts. The 43 episodes from the past. Tons of content coming in the coming months on channelattitude.com. Less than a dollar a week. Go check it out.
1: Again, I can't express enough how excited I am that these episodes... Because we put our time and effort into it, Stoner Jesus. Like, we... Really did, especially the ones that like, you know, where there's a lot of thought put into it and, you know, we've dressed up a couple times or um, I still aim to always get Home Alone high. Like I was so yeah. from the game we played, like <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, one of my favorites was our pizza challenge. Um, you know, that was truly the beginning of me opening up about why I don't like the young bucks that are under, not understanding my young bucks, just dis- hate their hatred, or whatever, dislike. So it's like, there's just so much. And, you know, when we didn't really know what was going to happen with the show for a little while it made me sad. It made me feel like they can't just, this library of greatness can't just sit there. Like something has to be done with this. And so it makes me happy that while I take care of business in my personal life, this library will be available to our fine subscribers.
0: That's right. And by sometime next year, early next year, we have access to every single episode of the show we've ever done Just for the same low price of less than a dollar a week. It's good shit. Heck yeah. Shelly, thank you for your awesomeness. Uh, And we'll see you next week for the evil bong watch along.
1: Oh boy. (laughs) Bye. Bye.